guys, you're tuned in to the Now Listing Podcast on the Dead End Podcast Network. This is your girl, Rochelle, and I am with my co-hosts, Nevin. And this is Talisha. And today we are super excited to have another special guest with us. Marcus Dorsey. And Marcus Dorsey is of Dorsey CPA, and you specialize in um, Sandy Springs, is that correct? Yes, I have an office in Sandy Springs and an office in Roswell. And we are a CPA tax firm where we focus, our primary focus is on tax planning. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So you will hear more from Marcus a little bit later, but before we move into the guest questions, I would like to know, what have y'all been doing with your week in real estate? Oh, me first. Okay. So um, this week I was only slightly productive, Um, not as normal as as I should have been. But um, I was supposed to attend my uh, ethics class. <laughs> what happened, Evan? <laughs> supposed um, to. What happened? See, uh, what, what happened, happened what was. Happened was <laughs> 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 life got a hold of me. And um, I was just I, I just did not feel well at all. And um, I tried to make it, but I, it was awful. So I ended up, uh, you know, recuperating at home. <laughs> but I did attend um, staging, uh, a class on home staging and um, how important it is and the actual definition of what home staging is. Um, some of us do think it's, you know, pretty much getting an interior decorator uh, for your home to look super pretty. And um that's not it at all. <laughs> it's something completely different. So it was it was great. It was a great class. I actually spoke to the instructor. So who knows? Uh, I think staging is a, a, a great topic to uh, talk about. And maybe we might have a guest on that. Oh, we'll see. Awesome sauce. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Talisha? So for me, um, I sit on site at a new subdivision that is coming open down in the Savannah area. So um, my broker has an agreement with one of the builders and we sit on site at their new locations um, so that individuals who are coming in looking for homes, we have like, you know, a chance to sell a house. So I did that for a day and then um, I actually been speaking with a friend of mine on doing some property management for them. So as we all know, there's different facets when it comes to real estate mm-hmm. and still trying to figure out, you know, which niche kind of yeah. going to go into. So maybe doing some property management for a friend, not sure, but talking through what that may look like. And then um, we walked into Martin Luther King Day Parade. So awesome. That was fun. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Service and giving back. That's right. Absolutely. All right. All right. <laughs> and you, Rochelle? Well, as for me, mm-hmm. I finished up my post-licensing course Yay! Good for you. I'm yeah, jealous. I'm jealous like, too. For real. Yay. So, um, actually, the final day of class um, was super cool. They introduced a closing attorney as well as a lender. So, I was super focused trying to pay attention to that. But then, as you all know, I had to race from where my class was being held all the way up to get my super key, my E key. Because we wanted to show um, a home. Yeah. yeah. On our, our <laughs> weekly meeting. Yeah. <laughs> weekly right. meeting. So <laughs> this was purely a home to show for now listing on the go. 
which is something for you all to be on the lookout for. Absolutely. We will be visiting neighborhoods and um, frequenting restaurants that are in that neighborhood or different things just to kind of show you guys what's on the the roadmap. Right. That way. So we're not like, you know, so we have a little bit of idea of what the area is like. And if we do suggest it, um, we don't want to come from left field and say, hey, this is a great neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But we've never been there, ate there, or yeah. anything like that, had an experience at all. So this will do allow us to explore Atlanta, which is our market. Yeah. Um, at least for me, Rochelle and I, you know. It's mine as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Georgia is my market. Fine. Georgia's your market. <laughs> so maybe one day we'll have the the pleasure of going down to Savannah and maybe That's right. seeing, you know, what that area is <laughs> yeah. like. But yeah, um, sorry to cut you off, Rochelle. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so um, we went and rule number one for anybody listening who is trying to show a home, this is real estate one on one. Make sure that you pay attention to all the details that are in the FMLS. Facts. Because once we got to the location, you know, I did my due diligence and I really thought that I read everything, but somehow I missed the gate code Mm. (laughs) so although i had access to the actual lockbox, i didn't know how to access the property okay yeah so it was on there well when i went back to a different version of it i did (laughs) see it (laughs) now but i showed it to you remember we both looked at it and i was like it's not there but what version were you showing me i I just Uh, don't know okay So at the end of the day, the, the, the key takeaway from that was definitely pay attention to all the agent instructions mm-hmm. and listing instructions when you're going to show a property. Um, yes. There's a whole process in, in terms of requesting um, to be able to show a property. Yes. So that was a, a lesson yeah. in, in what we are trying to do. Yeah. So I'm glad it was just a practice. Right? Yeah, I was right. about to say that's a good lesson to learn. Yeah. Front because you definitely wouldn't you want definitely to be wouldn't want to show. Yeah, exactly. Like, OK, I can't get in the home. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that was a noob move. But yeah. Good deal. Yeah. So noobs. rookie yeah. move. But we, <laughs> we recovered. It's cool. Yes. Cool. So we're here with uh, another special guest. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Marcus, we would absolutely love to hear what you have to say. So this segment is, you know, a continuation of what we've been discussing about minding your business. Last week we had Michelle Lugo of Truly Residential. She kicked a little knowledge about, you know, minding your business. And so Marcus is here to take it a step further. Mm-hmm. He is a certified CPA, and we have all the tax questions for him. So my first question, we already know about co-mingling, which um, for the audience, if you haven't tuned in before, co-mingling is mis- mixing your business with your personal money. And correct me if I'm wrong. That is correct. Okay. <laughs> so with co-mingling and in, in terms of like setting up your business, how soon should you set up your own bank account or your purse or, or LLC or something under your business? Like, how does that work? Uh, very good question. So it, uh, what I would suggest is when you first start your business, you should have um, you should have a business bank account. Okay. Um, but 
to back it up a step further, the a lot of times people do things in the wrong order. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because everyone always says, "Oh, well, you just have to go get your uh, go to the IRS and get your EIN, mm. and then go to the Secretary of State." Well, technically, that is the wrong order to do things oh. in. Okay. You should first go to the Secretary of State and get everything set up, whether it's uh, an LLC or a corporation or a partnership or what have you. So that is what you would do first, and then you go to the IRS to get an EIN. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it from a standpoint of babies being born, Mm -hmm. right? what comes first, the baby or the Social Security number? (laughs) They don't. The baby. Right, 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 right. So the baby would be the business, and so the business, the baby being born is the business um, operating or being set up with the Secretary of State first, and then you would go get um, the EIN. Okay. Nice. So I, I guess I did something right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Score. Score for me. Score for me. So, okay. So the step is to go get the baby, LLC or whatever, right. and then go get the EIN. Correct. So mm-hmm. then what from a tax perspective? So after you do that, then the... Um, you, well, you know, then you would set up your bank account as well as well get a business license and then set up the bank account mm-hmm. with the with the bank. Um, a lot of times, people will then go get the uh, set up the bank account and then they run everything through the bank account from from groceries to the rent for the business to um, trips to McDonald's. Everything mm-hmm. they run everything through the business, and so that's when you start talking about commingling funds. Okay. Mm. That okay. is um that is absolutely not correct. Okay. Uh-huh. So at what point do we come to you? So, so we have this step. So I'm right, going to you right. know. So at what point would you suggest someone speak with the CPA? So I have my bank account. Before I do anything, or before I begin to use phone funds or deposit funds or make any money, do right. we come to you? So. Ideally, you would want to come to me um, before you do anything, hmm. because a lot of times the the businesses that you set up, um, every business is not necessarily um, needs to be an LLC. Okay. So um, just because John has an LLC, well, John has different circumstances than Susan. Uh-huh. So. But, John, most people don't know that. So I was like, oh, well, I got my LLC. All you have to do is go do this, that, and the third, and then you can have your LLC. Um, but John might have – John will have different circumstances, just like no two tax returns are the same, mm-hmm. no two tax situations are the same. So what you have to do is – what you should do is talk to someone prior to setting up the business mm-hmm. and then um, and to find out the best structure for your business, for your tax situation. Okay. Okay, so in preparation, come to you and kind of speak on what it is I plan to do with real estate. Because, of course, it could be different, you know, avenues that we may go down. And then you can kind of say, okay, this makes sense to be an LLC or this makes sense to be an S-Corp and can kind of tell us about the taxes behind which way before we even get started. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. And so running McDonald's and groceries (laughs) and and things like that through um, our business – um, that's not a good tip, uh, a, pr- a good practice for us to do in that, right? So, like, for instance, let's say um, business lunches or, or dinners or things like that. Um, how does that work? 
Yeah. Just curious. Yeah, that's a big, because <laughs> what, that is a good question. So basically, see, we, you're talking about write-offs. You're asking yeah, about write-offs. So what can be about. written off? Uh, well, there are a host of things that can be written off. But I would say, so what the what the IRS says when you start talking about what's um, what's legitimate um, a tax deduction versus what's not, it is going to be the um, the IRS states that it would be anything that's ordinary and customary for um, for that particular business in order mm-hmm. to make to run that particular business okay. to make money. Um, so, for instance, if you are um, a hand model. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so if you're a hand model, um, manicures and things of that nature would be um, tax deductible, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense. But if you are, well, in this case, if you are a real estate agent, <laughs> manicures would not be Why not? Ta- right. Would not be tax right. deductible. Oh, my Our gosh. Our appearance <laughs> is, is very important. <laughs> yes. And while that may be true... <laughs> It has good answer. Good it answer. It has <laughs> nothing to do with selling real estate. Okay. So, really? and yes, and that's a, a common misconception. People are like, oh well, you know. So now you're you're uh, you're a business owner. You're in, you're a, bit, a real estate agent. So you know everything that you do is now tax deductible. Yeah, that's what you hear. Yeah, yeah. That's not that's not good. That's okay. not right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. I guess okay. these are the perfect questions for you to answer. I mean, how how long have you been? Like, what's your official? Like, yeah. we did, we kind of yeah. jumped the gun. We, yeah, we did. So, we, like, um, we wanted the guts. Yeah, so we, we jumped right into it. <laughs> so, um, you're a CPA, uh, right. certified public accountant. Right. Um, for how long? Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. You okay. <laughs> um, so I've been in the space for probably thirty years. Um, I've my let my best friend tell that I started trying to prepare taxes and uh, before I left high school. <laughs> uh, so um, I've I've had my C I've had my license since about 2015, um, but I've been preparing taxes literally for about 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, undergraduate degree from Florida A&M University, okay. um, master's degree from Georgia uh, excuse me, master's degree in taxation from Georgia State University. Oh, nice. Okay. So, All right. Yes. Stay in school, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Nice. So we're getting a a, a good bit of uh, information here. Now, um, you said, what was it, John and I forgot the term, the names that you used, but the... Um, Susan. The Susan, yeah. John and Susan. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, so you say not everyone needs an LLC. How How do you determine what's the best um, route to go as far as, you know, how to identify your corporation or your business? What, right. what would be the best? How, how do we figure that out? So it's, it's not as simple as, um, as simple as it may sound. It's not uh, a one, a one or two question answer. Mm-hmm. Um, what it, what it is, is we, what I do is I go take the people through um, a questionnaire and I talk about, you know, their circumstances, where they are now, what they what they're trying to accomplish with the business, how long they plan on being in the business, and what's their exit strategy. Because all of these things come in pl- come into play when you start talking about creating the optimal um, tax strategy for this new business. Um, some people have businesses that they're planning on walking away from in two, three, five years. Some people want to walk away from the business um, 20 years. 
Um, they also could have other things going on outside of this particular business. Um, so based on all of, so I take all of that into account when, when basically advising someone on what type of entity they should have and what they should set up. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't think all of that <laughs> went into it. Right. right. So with that being said, if somebody has already kind of gone through certain processes and not necessarily the right order, is it too late for them to kind of double back? Like how difficult is it to, I guess, start over or reposition themselves yeah. right. once they've started on a path? Like, yeah. So what happens is, and, and that's a very good question. So you can always, there's nothing that's done in this particular arena that can't be undone. Okay. The only thing is it will tend to cost you more money. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why it's more important to get the information on the front end mm -hmm. as opposed to uh, trying to do it yourself and then filing some things up and having to redo it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, because um, I, I run into this a lot when I talk to people about tax planning and making sure you have the optimal structure, and then they, I hit them with a fee, and they're like, oh, my goodness, um, you know what, I'll do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then six weeks later or six months later, what have you, they'll come back and it's like, okay, yeah, I kind of messed up. So now I have to go back and unwind and undo things. Clean up their, the mess that they made. Exactly. And, okay. and then go back and do it correctly. And do it correctly. Right. So uh, yeah. So I have, I, have a, I have a saying that I live by, um, it, which I was taught by my mom, is um, it's better to be penny wise than pound foolish. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, mm -hmm. you know, people try to save a penny doing mm -hmm. it themselves, mm -hmm. and it costs mm -hmm. them a pound later. Right, 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 right. Wow. Okay. I mean, I've heard that. that. I've heard yeah. that one before. I mean, yeah. it makes sense when you really think about it. Yeah. Yeah. You can pay me now. Or you're going to pay me later. <laughs> yeah, and pay you more later. Right? Exactly. So, okay. So let's suppose, you know, I look up online and I find, and I find you, uh, Marcus Dorsey. And I'm like, okay, I call up. How, how does it work um, with a seat, like, you know, getting advice or signing with a CPA or you know, hiring a CPA. How does this work? How does the process work? Okay. It's not very, it's not that different. It's not that different from uh, working with other professionals. It's just that the process takes a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. um, meaning you would call, set an appointment, and then we would have a consultation and talk about, you know, those things that we just talked about. Tell me about your current tax situation. And then, um, when we actually go to prepare the returns, if, if that's the service that you're looking for, um, it's more of a, it's not, so it's not like um, you come in and sit down pre and prepare the returns and I do it in front of you. What we do is you come in, you sit down, um, we've, or we've already had the consultation, you bring your information in or send it to me through your portal, and then I'll prepare the returns for you and, oh, excuse me, give me your information also leave a check <laughs> that's important, that's important. Right. Yeah. Right, right. and then i'll prepare your return for you and then um then then i'll deliver it back to you mm -hmm. um definitely within a week and um and get and get to you and get it to you that way and then i'll, I'll review the the information with you and you can come back in and we can mm -hmm. review it and go over it together or i can just send it to you through the portal Mm -hmm. And we can review it over the phone or Zoom or what have you. 
And so like when we're starting our business, like we're starting a business from scratch, um, do you need like any kind of returns? That, uh, what, what kind of information would you need if we're starting from like scratch? What kind of information would you need from us? I would need the business receipts, all the receipts that you you have that you spent on the business mm -hmm. um, from setting the business up, anything that you um, spent for like biz, uh, business licenses, um, the Secretary of State filings, any other information that you might have spent, any other money that you may have spent. Um, Bring me your McDonald's and your Wendy's and <laughs> bring me those receipts as well, and we can go through manicure. Them. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and we can and we can discuss all of those receipts of things that you thought that were business expenses, so I can get you on the right path and show you, okay, this is a this is a legitimate business expense and this isn't. Um, that, that makes sense. Before we get more from Marcus, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Is everybody in? We're all over it. It's your boy, Larry Jr. Funny. Make sure you check out the podcast all over it on Dead End Podcast Network. You're going to hear a little bit of everything, something that you like, something that make you want to talk about with your boys and your girls. Maybe get you a new boy, new girl. Check us out all over. All right. And now we're back. And actually, during the break, we had a very good question. So, Talisha... So question, if we are self-funding our business account now because we're, of course, in the process of making money as a real estate agent, is that considered co-mingling? Self-funding is not necessarily considered to be co-mingling, but a, bet, a good practice would be to, so if you have a business account set up, mm -hmm. you would want to transfer money into the account from your personal account and pay the um, expenses out of the business account. Okay. Uh, that is the best way to do it. So it's not, so it would not be considered to be, um, co-mingled, co-mingling so, funds. So should we do like a particular amount at the beginning of the month or, you know, so it's not looking like, okay, I, I need to spend $50. I'm going to transfer $50 and then buy business cards. Let me transfer a hundred dollars and then do something. Is it best to kind of just get on some kind of schedule while we're building nice one, to just right. say, you know, let me put 500 in at the beginning and use it and then so that is consistent? That is an excellent question. Um, that That is what I usually, I usually suggest, okay. is to put a lump sum of money into an account, pay, use that to pay the bills out of uh, for the business out of that account, and then as you need more money to do another lump sum, um, whether that be 100, and make sure that, try to if you can, make sure that it's consistent and like similar amounts. Okay. Um, that way it doesn't, because at the end of the day, so what you want to consider is how the IRS is going to look at these transactions. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they want to see if you are constantly just putting money in, putting money in. We all, we understand it's new, uh, it's a new business. So mm -hmm. and if you don't have any revenue coming in, mm -hmm. then you're going to have to get, pay the bills from somewhere. Mm -hmm. So that, but if you do it on a consistent basis, um, you know, uh, in a consistent amount, that's, that's usually a good that's a good um, strategy. Okay. So that that was going to lead me to my question of, do you have to source it then? Like when it comes to tax time, those deposits that you're making into your account, like whether it's cash or whether it's like from a personal account that they can see, are you going to have to source that? So <laughs> now that you are a business owner mm -hmm. and you should keep 
accurate business records. Okay. So you should have a profit and loss statement and a balance sheet Mm -hmm. for your business. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the year, you will have something that you can show that says, hey, I made X amount of dollars or I lost X amount of dollars, and this is the the balance sheet for the business as well. A lot of times that is not done, and mm-hmm. people just have receipts and invoices and deposit slips. And that one, that makes it really tough on the uh, CPA to prepare the return. Um, a lot of people won't say anything because – that means we get to charge you more money because we have to go through and sort that stuff out. Mm-hmm. But if you are keeping accurate records um, throughout the year, then, you know, that, that makes it really a lot easier at the end of the year to, uh-huh. to get everything together. And another thing that usually happens that, that should happen is now that you're a business owner, you should have a better understanding of what's going on with your business throughout the year. You shouldn't wait to the end of the year mm-hmm to have an idea of whether or not you made or lost money. And a lot of times I see people come in and they just, you know, they they come in or the prior CPA or accountant didn't talk. They never had a conversation with them. They talk, they see them once or twice a year. That's Mm -hmm. to drop off their information and they pick it up, (laughs) right? And um, so that's the only time they really see them or talk talk to them so they don't ever have any conversations about, so they have no idea whether or not they're making money Throughout the year, they just find out at the end of the year when they end up with a huge tax bill mm-hmm. or a tax lo- or a loss. Okay. Okay. Wow. So a question um, that I have heard individuals discuss is um, from a business owner perspective and not specifically with real estate, but just in business in general, mm-hmm. is paying your taxes quarterly versus at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we're all going to get to that point where we are just rolling right and um we you know don't want to so. wait till the end of the year for you know that that tax bill so is that along the lines of the questions that you also asked to say you know or advise um to do quarterly payments which i know those are my understanding which could be totally wrong okay it's more of an estimation because you may not be able to have you know all the information or whatever but at the end of the year is fully reconciled and you know, you, you pay the differences, but um, do you suggest your clients of any sort to do quarterly or it just depends on the business? No. So as a business owner, you should pay quarterly estimated tax payments. They're called okay. esti- they're, they're called estimated tax okay. payments, but you should pay the your taxes quarterly. As okay. a matter of fact, if you don't pay them quarterly, you are deemed by the IRS. Okay. Ew. So when okay. you um, so if you pay them once a year. Um, you, you're dinged by the IRS, so you should okay. pay them quarterly because they want their money. Okay. And then uh-huh. uh, further, <laughs> if you, it's a lot easier to write a check for five thousand dollars a quarter right. as opposed to twenty thousand dollars at the right. end of the mm-hmm. year. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I had heard I had heard that about mm-hmm. the quarterly, but it was still a little bit confusing on when and when not because generally you hear people speak in terms of yearly. I'm paying my, you know, I do my taxes on a year basis. Right, and right, I've right. read different things where it's like, no, it's quarterly. Right. So you disconnect. Yes, because you 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 make a quarterly payment, mm-hmm. but you don't you only file the return once a year. Got it. Okay. okay. Now that makes sense. Makes okay. sense. That makes sense. More money. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so it, we're 
taxed differently according to what our business is set up as, correct? Like LLC, S-Corp, C-Corp, things of that nature, sole proprietorship. Am I correct? So um, I would say that each each entity has their own tax structure. So the partnerships and the S-Corps do not actually pay taxes. They just file informational tax returns. Corporations and individuals pay actually pay income taxes. Okay. New information. <laughs> so I'll elaborate just a little bit. I was bit. Say, I'll elaborate. Yeah, so, yeah. so if you can see Rochelle's face right, right now. Right. <laughs> so partnerships and co- partnerships and S corporations, they are issued so they file their returns, it's gonna be a ten sixty five or eleven twenty S, but it's just an information return. The owners of those two entities will receive what we call a K-1, which is equivalent of a W-2. So, um, and the K-1 has information on there, and that's where the the individual or the corporation would pay the taxes off of that off off of that information. Oh, okay. I had no idea about that. So it it seems like we've actually gained a lot of knowledge by this podcast <laughs> that we had right. we had no idea oh i'm glad this is being recorded because <laughs> right. I'm, I'm trying to take notes and it's not gonna work <laughs> so right. i'm gonna go back and listen to this uh again uh for all this knowledge um that we've gained today um marcus you've been you know great thank you for um a great guest thank you for you know taking the time out to uh hang out with us yeah um, and tell everybody how they can reach you. Yes. So my email address is marcus.dorsey at dorseycpa.com. And that's M-A-R-C-U-S dot D-O-R-S-E-Y at D-O-R-S-E-Y-C-P-A dot com. And that's also my website, dorseycpa.com. And phone number is 404-459-4174. And what about your social? You're not on social media. Okay, (laughs) that works. Oh, but you do have a class coming up on Eventbrite on the 28th. It's on the 28th. It's on the 28th 28th of uh, January 28th. Correct. That will be at the Startup Factory um, as in conjunction with uh, Truist and uh, or formerly BBNT and its tax and business strategies to help you grow your business. Nice. So anyone can attend that and gain some um, some good knowledge. Correct. Uh, you can attend it. Um, just go to Eventbrite and uh, register for the event because mm-hmm. uh, there will be light refreshments served as well. Oh, nice. And, and it's, is it free? Everybody it, likes refreshments. Yes. And <laughs> it is free. It's free, yes. Everybody <laughs> likes free. Yes, <laughs> my favorite price. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, that's been, I think, our third episode on minding our business. I think between all three, we can collectively, you know, start a successful business without the IRS coming to find us. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And, yeah, and if they do come today. knocking on your door, you can give me a call. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. See? Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So just to recap this session with Mr. Marcus Dorsey, 
we just talked about, you know, the different tax structures, the benefits of obtaining a CPA from the beginning of your process, because it can cost you more in the long run versus, mm. um, you know, getting it done in the beginning. And what was that quote that you said that you learned from your mother? I would <laughs> like for you to repeat that again, because that that that's one that people need to very to stick with. Right. It, it's better to be penny wise than pound fooded. All right. Yes. And I think with that said, we are good. You are listening to Now Listing Podcast, and we're out. Follow us on Instagram, Now Listing Podcast. This is Rochelle. And Nevin. And Talisha. You can follow me at Real with Rochelle. And you can follow me at Sopo Nev. And this is I Am Talisha the